The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. And before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, on this week's podcast, we're celebrating the news that Inna Shannon's Jack Crowley will become the first West Cork man to participate in a Rugby World Cup in just a few weeks' time, following his inclusion in Andy Farrell's squad, which was announced earlier this week. We have two guests joining us to chat all things Jack. First up will be Dan uh, Dan Murphy, who is president of Bandon Rugby Club, where Crowley began his rugby career. He's been chatting to Kieran about Crowley's rise so far and how proud the club is of his achievements to date. We're also hearing from Reggie Sané, who's a former Toulouse player and West and coach who was in West Cork from 2014 to 2018, and he worked with Crowley as a young man who was learning his trade. Reggie is now back in West Cork, working with both Bandon Rugby Club and Bandon Grammar School. So we'll be hearing from him later on as well. And Kieran, it's been another busy week in Star Sport HQ. There's been lots happening in West Cork sport. But before we have a look at some of the latest stories from this week, I just want to take the time to give ourselves a little pat on the back. As since our last episode was published, we've been nominated for an award. So the Star Sport Woo-hoo. podcast is a finalist in the best use of digital category at the local Ireland Media Awards. And we're obviously delighted to be shortlisted. But aside from it being great for us, it's another mark really of the strength of West Cork Sport that the podcast can be running for what is now 242 episodes and shortlisted in such a a competitive category. Oh, it's brilliant. It's superb. Um, This podcast started off back in February 2019, which seems like a world ago now. I was a, a lot younger and fresher looking back then, Dylan. The, the years haven't been kind to me, but the but West Cork Sport has certainly been kind to the podcast because the mission when we started off with the podcast idea was just to have an, another platform to spread the word about just how brilliant West Cork Sport is. Like this corner of Ireland, like it's just punching well, well above its weight in terms of sports the breadth of sports the the talent of the sports people and it's been a great journey these, these last couple of years so to be nominated for a national award like this it's just it's more recognition of just the those local heroes that we're so lucky to chat to week in week out and what they've done to, to put west cork on the map whether it's um whether it's the West Cork League or the O'Donovan brothers do what they do or Fintan McCarthy or Phil Healy Connor Horan or whether it's um, Ashton O'Driscoll, the Inniskeen Camogie captain, or whoever it may be. Like we've had 
such an array of sports people on this podcast in these these last couple of years. So to be um to be nominated for an award, shortlisted for an award like this is great. I'm quite biased. I think we should win it because I think the Star Sport podcast is absolutely brilliant. But I would think that considering that we do put it together, Dylan. But um, but in all seriousness, no, it's 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 um it's super to be to be shortlisted for an award like this. So it's really it's it's thanks to to the team here in the Southern Star, the people yourself, Dylan, and the people behind the scenes who make the the, the podcast work. To our sponsors, Access Credit Union, who've been a kind of great supporters of us over the years, uh, and a huge thanks to to the sports people who give up their time to come on the podcast to chat and to share their stories, and also to all our listeners who who ch- tune into us on a weekly basis just to I suppose to keep up to date with what's going on in West Cork sports. So thanks to everyone involved, and yeah, onwards and upwards for this podcast. Absolutely. And I just want to give a little shout out as well to two people who have been involved a lot over the past year, because obviously you see uh, our faces on the podcast every week. But the podcast is nominated for its achievements in 2022. And a big part of that was obviously our former host, Jack McCarran. So flowers to him and also to Matthew Hurley, who has been putting in hard yards, doing lots of interviews for the podcast and lots of work helping us promote it as well. So I just thought I'd give the two of them a little shout out before we get going. And speaking of getting going, as a brand new season of the West Cork League, which kicks off this weekend. And Ger McCarthy has a great piece in this week's Star Sport looking at the year ahead. And Kieran, in the Premier Division, it looks like Drina Rangers will be the team to beat again this year. Yeah, it definitely looks like that, Dylan. So Drina are the defending champions and they are going for the three in a row in the Premier Division. So it's going to be interesting to see how they get on because, as we all know, there's been a change in management there. Don Hurley and Declan DC stepped aside and they were like the that trophy-winning machine that Trina had for well over two decades. And we actually had them on the podcast there a couple of weeks back and that's a podcast that, that's worth listening to again if if um, if any of our listeners missed it. But in their place have come Danny McQueen and Robert O'Regan. So... I think it's going to be interesting just to see can Drina maintain their dominance of the Premier Division this season, given that they've had a change in management. So that's one of the one of the many questions that will be asked or will be answered over the next couple of months. And also, who is going to challenge Drina? Will it be the the usual suspects? Do Manway Town have the quality? They have the quality to challenge Drina. Clannacilly Soccer Club have been there so close over the last couple of years. Will this be finally their season that they can make the breakthrough and get their hands on some silverware? What about Bunratty United? Um they came up last year out of they came up the season before last, sorry, out of the championship and really hit the ground running. Then you have the newly promoted sides like Salan and Beira. How are they going to get on in the Premier? Could we have a, a bolter from the pack who could challenge Drina? So there's Loads of questions to be asked and to be answered over the coming months. But it's, it's just great to see the West Cork League back in action. Absolutely. Some of the fixtures there just quickly as well this weekend on Saturday at 6pm. The aforementioned Drina are hosting Miz and Hob A. And then on Sunday, there's four games. There's three taking place at 11am. Berra United are hosting Tokers Celtic. Bunradi United hosting Salon FCA who have just come up from the, the championships. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on this year. And then Clonakilty Soccer Club hosts Skibbereen AFC, while last year's runner-up Dunmanway Town face off against Lyra Rovers at 2.30pm on Sunday as well. So 
we'll be checking in with that over the course of the season and hopefully there'll be some great games this weekend for everyone to go out and watch as well. Now, this weekend on Sunday, also Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy will be putting their title on the line at this year's World Rowing Championships. And Kieran, last time out on the boat was the pair's first loss in about four years. And obviously they'll be looking to right that wrong over the next week or so. Yeah, so what this is for our listeners, it's the World Rowing Championships. They're on in Belgrade. They're starting on Sunday, which is September 3rd, and they're running through to September 10th. And this is a very important World Championships. Not only are there world titles up for grabs, but there's also an Olympic qualification for the Games in Paris next year up for grabs as well. So it's a it's a really big competition. So let's take the lightweight men's double skulls for a second. That's the boat we're so familiar with, with Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy in it. They're going for their third world title. They're going for a hat-trick. They were world champions in 2019 and 2022. So what they'll be looking for, obviously, to win, to get world gold, to maintain their dominance. But... They need to finish within the top seven. If they finish within the top seven at this upcoming Worlds, they will qualify the boat for the Olympics in Paris next year. And when I say qualify the boat, what that means is it is actually that the boat is qualified, but the, the partnership in the boat won't be confirmed until, until closer to the date. So when you're talking about an Olympics, it's the boat that qualifies, not the rowers. So Paul and Finton will be looking for a top seven finish as will Eva Casey from Skibbereen and Mags um, Crimmon in the in the Irish lightweight women's double. So there are two boats to, to look out for. Um, we also have Jake McCarthy, who's racing in the lightweight men's single skull, but that's a non-Olympic event. So he cannot qualify for the Olympics because the lightweight men's single is not an Olympic event. In lightweight rowing, it's only the lightweight double that is an Olympic class event. So you mentioned there too, Dylan, about... Paul and Finton's very rare defeat. And that that came at the World Rowing Cup 3 in July. Uh, they got pipped by France in the in the final that day. And it was 0.09 of a second, which is incredibly close. Like it's not even one tenth mm. of a second they lost out by. And, and you're right, they hadn't lost a race together since 2019. I think it was a 21 race winning streak that the, the two skib rowers had been on. But all good things come to an end. Uh, I think in context is important here that Paul and Finton hadn't rowed together in the boat um, since last year's world. So they went from September last year to the World Cup 3 in July without rowing together because they've just been, Paul has been so, so busy with, with college and his graduation and work and so on. So um, what, what we've seen since is that they have got back in the boat together. So we're hoping that Paul and Finton, that the, Usually when they get in that boat, it hums, it rocks. And I think we'll see that at the Worlds um, next week. They'll be keen to assert their dominance again to show everyone that they are the crew to beat heading to the Olympics next year. So it's going to be an exciting weekend, a week of action in Belgrade. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd imagine that maybe even that loss could be a good thing, like kind of a, a, a motivating factor for them going into this week, and especially when it was so close. Exactly that. I remember after they, they lost that final, well, and, and they still came away with a silver from a World Cup regatta, Finton on his Instagram page had, had a picture up and it was like, the fire is lit. As in, they, they won't take it lying down. Um, they know like there's bigger battles ahead. And obviously the Olympics is number one. Then the Worlds is really important as well. So where they lost was in a World Cup regatta. And to be honest, it's not the worst place to lose because 
the way or the, the level that Paul and Finton operate at, they're, they're the very, very best, you know. So they're chasing Olympico, they're chasing world goals. So I think it's in terms of motiv- motivating factor, yeah, you know, um, definitely they, they'll be keen not to taste defeat again. But also, I just think um, it's going to make it really interesting because that, that French crew who won, they know now that, that they can beat Paul and Finton, albeit it's a Paul and Finton that didn't race together for what, six, eight months, and I need to stress that, and the Swiss double was going quite well too in the, in the first two World Cup regattas, so it could make for a really exciting event next week in Belgrade, but when push comes to shove, knowing the calibre of Paul and the class of Finton, and and looking at the body of evidence, what these two have done in that in that boat over the last couple of years, it, it's really hard to look to to look beyond them on some, unless something drastic goes wrong, so hopefully we'll be here in a, in a the, the week after next, talking about a couple of skibbering roars having qualified their boats for the Olympics, and then we can we can start the countdown to the games, and we can start to, the petition to our, our MD to get the Star Sport podcast to Paris next summer. I would mind a couple of weeks in France, Dylan. Yeah, a live episode. I think uh, we could do one daily from the the Paris Olympics. I'm sure if we if we really had to. So we'll uh, continue petitioning for that as and when it happens. And this weekend is also a defining one, though, for Kieran for West Cork clubs in the hurling championships, as there's a lot on the line. Just quickly, there are some of the some of the clubs like Newcastle are through to knockout rounds in Senior A, but they'll they'll be targeting a win against Corsi Rovers to guarantee a semi final spot. You've Bandon who are in relegation trouble in the Premier Intermediate. Kilbritton are also in trouble if they lose. They could go out of the Premier Junior Championship and Argadine Rangers. We'll be looking for a win against table toppers, Glen Rovers in their group as well. So there's plenty to look forward to this weekend, but a lot on the line, like I said. Yeah, there's there's, there's loads on the line for so many West Cork clubs. Like I said, Barry Rowe are already through to the knockout stage. So almost the, the pressure is off ahead of their game on, on Friday evening. They're playing Milford in Coachford at 6.30 p.m. But um, Newstown as well. And I was looking there, they've won the group regardless of the results in their final round game against Corsi's because of their head-to-head results against Blarney and Belly Hay. So they're, they're another team with the pressure off going in, going into the weekend. But it's it's the likes of Kilbritton. I'm looking, they are playing Belly Garvin in Brinney on Friday. That's a 6.30pm throw-in. That's a game Kilbritton need to win. And, and they'll want to win, obviously, to get through to the knockout stages, but just to get back in track. Losing to Barry Rowe the last time out, that will have fought. That that that, that will have, have stung Jamie Wall's men. So they, they know that they need to get back on the horse. They know that they need they need a, a big result here just to get their, their campaign going again because they have been one of the, I suppose, the top teams from West Cork in the county championship over the last couple of years. But it just hasn't fired for, fired for them so far this year. So... That, that's a big one. And also Bendon. Bendon are in their Premier Intermediate hurling group. And at the moment, Bendon are rock bottom of Group A. So they're they're in a spotter bother. So if Bendon lose, they're going to be in the relegation playoff. If Bendon win and Bellancolic draw or win, then Bendon will avoid finishing bottom. And if Bendon win and Castle Lions win, then Bandon would need a superior scoring difference than Dungorny and Ballancolig to finish higher than fourth. So that's a lot of permutations right there about Bandon. But the bottom line is they need a performance and more so they need a result uh, against Dungorny in Cladov on Sunday. So 
there's an awful lot to play for 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 a couple of, of West Cork teams this weekend. So when we chat again on next week's podcast, we'll know exactly who's true to the knockout stages and what their path to glory looks like. And we could be talking about a couple of or a West Cork team in a relegation final as well. So like we said, Dylan, a defining weekend for West Cork hurling clubs in the county championships. Yeah, you know, it's getting to the interesting part of the season when you probably need a degree in mathematics or something to figure out all the permutations. So we'll wait until next week and we'll uh, we'll know exactly what happens then. We're going to take a very quick break, but we'll be back in a moment to chat all things Jack Crowley ahead of the World Cup. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And like I said at the top of the show this week, we are celebrating as Jack Crowley has become the first West Cork man to be named in an Ireland Rugby World Cup squad following his inclusion in Andy Farrell's squad, which is announced on Sunday. The Inishanan man will be part of the Ireland team traveling to France. And Kieran, it's a huge moment for West Cork rugby and West Cork sport in general. Oh, 100%. This is just great news for, for the area and great news for West Cork sport. Obviously, for, for Bandon Rugby Club and Bandon Grammar, where he honed his skills and his talent. But it's it's just recognition for West Cork rugby in general, but also for West Cork sport. And we touched at the start of the of this podcast by referencing the fact that this podcast has been nominated for a national award. And it's, it's thanks to... Just just the, the depth of talent and the excellence of West Cork sport that has put the pockets in the frame for the award, but also it, it it's put local fellas like Jack Crowley at such a level where he's now going to a Rugby World Cup. It's just, it's an incredible story because you just think back to 2021, January 2nd, 2021, he came on in the 67th minute against Ulster up in Kingspan Park. That was his debut for... For um for Munster, that's only two and a half years ago. And look where Jack Crowley is now. He's heading to the Rugby World Cup in France with Ireland, likely as the as the backup to Johnny Sexton, like ahead of Ross Byrne. So he looks like he's kind of second in line there, and um, just behind Sexton. Of course, that could change, but it just shows you how how far he's come. And it's just um it's it's just a great West Cork success sports story. And we've been so lucky over the last number of years. We've had so many of these, but this is just a a really important one for. For, for West Cork sport, but also for West Cork rugby, because we've spoken on this podcast before about just how rugby is booming in West Cork right now. It's just getting bigger and stronger. Like you've the Gavin Coombs, Liam Coombs, John Hoddett, Finneen Witcherly, Inya Breen, um, you've Josh Witcherly, you've Keen Hurley now from Clannock Kilty in there. Look at the Munster women's team now. You've Abby Salter Townsend, Gillian Coombs, Michelle O'Driscoll from Lepis there. Saskia Witcherly is in the training panel. And that's just some. And also, like the likes of Inia Breen, who's injured at the moment, Laura Sheehan from Orhan, who played with Ireland and Munster ladies team as well. And that's just some of the names coming to my mind straight away, thinking of, of West Cork rugby. And it's just a, a, I suppose, a quick synopsis of just how successful rugby players have been um, from this region. But now Jack Crowley's taking it to a new level. He's a West Cork man going to a Rugby World Cup. We've been so lucky in the past, like Laura Guest from Clannacilty, I think she featured in two or three World Cups, um, a superb player herself and the greatest female rugby player that 
that West Cork has ever had. We're talking here about Jack Crowley, 23, just flying the flag for, for West Cork rugby again. And it's that you can see it, you can be it because he's a local lad and he's hitting great heights. So it's just huge, huge for the region to them. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll hear from from our two guests in a moment about kind of Jack Crowley's uh, career or his his kind of rise uh, to, to stardom. But I like I want to focus a little bit on the World Cup itself as well, because what's interesting, I think, about his inclusion there, you mentioned he's going to be most likely back up to, to Johnny Sexton, but he'll definitely get game time as well, because we saw in the warm up games he covered at centre, he can cover at full back as well. So he's not only a specialist who's very good at number 10, but he can kind of do a little bit of everything as well, which which kind of at his age, like you mentioned, 23 is is incredible. That's exactly it. You know, he's such a, a talented player. And even talking to the coaches who coached him up along and talking, obviously we're going to hear from Dan Murphy and Regis Sonnet in, in the next couple of minutes. And they're, they're two men who know Jack better than us. And they can, they can wax lyrical about the talent that he is. But he's definitely going to see game time over. I'm here now trying to pull up the... The matches that, that Ireland have. I think we're starting on September 9th, is it? Uh, against yeah. um against Romania. I have him here now. So yeah, September 9th against Romania, and then the following weekend against Tonga. So there are games where we could see Jack Crowley featuring because after that we're we're hitting two huge games. September 23rd is the big one against South Africa, and then you have a two-week break before Ireland take on Scotland. And if if, if we're queen, if we're being quite honest, too. We know there's an attritional rate when it comes to rugby at that level. Like kind of touch wood, Ireland won't suffer injuries, but the the odds are they will. Keen Healy um last weekend and he, he's missed out on the rugby world cup. So who knows how the break's gonna fall over the next couple of weeks? But we will we will see Jack Crowley there. And I think what we've seen too from him so far in an Ireland in Ireland jersey is he's just not phased by by the step up, you know. He just He's a very cool and calm individual, even though for someone so young, he only turned 23 back in uh, back in mid-January, but he just he just takes it all in his stride. But that's almost the position that he's in, you know, kind of an outhaf. An outhaf has to be that, yeah. that cool kid in, in the midst of the of, of the war and the drama on the on the pitch. So um he has all the attributes. And I think what we've seen over the the, the last couple of years, or even the last six months, is just a uh, Always moving his game to the next level. Look at that URC semi-final against Leinster. That that drop goal like in the 78 minute. What what a clutch moment, you know, what an incredible moment for for Jack. But to have the the presence and the wherewithal and then the composure and the and the skill and the calmness to pull off that drop kick, which was was the winning score against Leinster. That was a kind of a, another indication, okay, Jesus, there's something about about this fella. And then obviously in the URC final against the Stormers, he, he was sensational as well. So he's putting in big performances in big games. And what's exciting, Dylan, is we know he's very much at the start of his journey. Like he's only just 23, you know, so he's a whole career ahead of him. To be in a Rugby World Cup now would be a huge experience for him. He'll get his game time. Hopefully he'll take it. But we do know there'll be a mass exodus from West Cork over the next couple of weeks. Um Ever just uh, whoever's last out, turn off the lights, start the job because uh, so many will be going out there to support um, one of our own in a, in a World Cup. But isn't that great to have a fellow who played at Bendon Rugby, played at Bendon Grammar, is going to be playing on the Rugby World Cup stage? And that's just, like I said, great for rugby and sport in the region. And we're lucky enough now to catch up with Dan Murphy and to, to chat, chat about it. But also great to get Regis Sane on the podcast because Regis and and um 
and Jack have a great relationship. Regis was here before from 2016 to 2018 with Bandon, Bandon Rugby Club and Bandon Grammar. So he coached Jack um, in those very formative years. And there was interviews in the last week where Jack was waxing lyrical about the influence and the significance that Regis had on him as a youngster growing up. So they, they have that connection. So it was great to get the thoughts of, of two important figures in Bandon Rugby just to see the significance of Jack being called up, what it means to the club and the region. And just tell us a small bit more about Jack as well. Yeah, we're going to hear first from Dan Murphy and then we'll play Reggie's Sonny's interview straight after. So we'll be back in a moment. Dan, what does this mean to Bandon Rugby Club to have a player who came through the ranks going to Rugby World Cup? I suppose... Um... There's been a lot of talk about about it um, over the past couple of months and what would happen if and what had happened maybe and this and that. But I suppose after yesterday, it's a reality, you know. And I suppose from a club point of view, it's reality starting to sink in. It, it's huge. It is huge from a club point of view. Um, there's a lot of excitement among the club, but I suppose as well at the moment, it's the off season, so it's difficult to try to try to gauge it. I suppose we're, the underage are back, the minis are back training next uh, Saturday. And I suppose that's where you'll see the big impact of it. I mean, um, I spoke before to you about uh, Jack coming out and presenting the prizes at the end of season barbecue last um, last May. And I, it was in that in that, that that scenario you could see you could see the the the, the hero worship that the, the young kids have have of him. And I suppose, to be honest, the old kids and the adults have the hero worship as well. They might be as they might be as uh, as 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 uh, showing it like, but there's a massive amount of pride and respect and uh, uh, delight from delight from. Before we look more closely at Bandon's role in the in the development of Jack and helping helping him to get where he is, just a quick word of what this means for just West Cork rugby in general. We've spoken before then about how rugby is in the crest of a wave here for for the last number of years. Like it's brilliant to see in 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 the men's and women's side of the game, boys and girls, that rugby is is going so well. But but what this does, what Jack going to World Cup for Ireland, it just takes it to the next level again. Absolutely, I, I I'd hate to think we're on the crest of a wave. I I I I I'd prefer to think that the wave is still building, that we're not at the top of it, about to crash over on top of ourselves again. But I I suppose what it means for from from it's, it's only my opinion, Kieran. Like, but from my opinion is that he, Jack's Jack's uh, Jack, Jack um going to the World Cup. It's probably recognition for the all the work done by the all the clubs in West Cork and the volunteers. And we've spoken before. Like there's a tremendous amount of volunteers within our own club. We have about 85 underage coaches with us every Saturday. We have adult coaches, we've volunteers throughout the club. And and you've that in you've that in Skibbereen, Bantry, Kinsale, and Manway, throughout Clannacilty, throughout the whole West Cork uh, family. And I suppose that you have a lot of clubs have had um um have gone through and got players within the, the Munster the Munsters um team over the past couple of years. And then you've had a number of them have got capped um, for Ireland. And I suppose Jack is the first West Cork man to go to the big show, the World Cup. And it's a, it's a massive um, it's a massive moment, but I suppose it's a massive um, recognition of what is going on in West Cork. Um, there's a, 
we spoke before that like you know in the previous coming of Munster you had a, you had a very strong Tipperary sense of it I don't know if you remember that like when you Quinny and you Dennis Leamy and you you know all that gang but no you seem to have just a massive coming of West Cork and I think it's recognition for what's been done in all the clubs in West Cork you know um, uh, guys that we would have played with and played against over the years they've gone back to their club and that's the natural thing that happens in rugby that um they just put in the volunteer hours and 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 and, and try to build the, the kids' dreams, you know. So and, and um, work is certainly paying off. Like you said, it's the people on the ground, the volunteers, the coaches, everyone involved in the yeah. clubs, and that feeds yeah. truth to the players. And we arrive at a moment like this where we have a, a West Corkman going to a rugby world cup. But talk to us about Jack So and Bandon Rugby Club. What are your own memories of of, of Jack uh, coming up along? Was he always a precocious talent? Was he always one to watch? But I, I, like Jack is still very young. Like Jack is still twenty three, I think. So like you know, it is like your memory of Jack, as with all kids, like would be that probably remember from maybe fifteen, sixteen onwards and things like that, you know. But he was part of a great team. He was part of a team that uh, went down and won all Ireland at a uh, under eighteen and a half level. But we spoke before. I remember seeing him um, playing. I think there was under thirteen. They were playing down in Mahan against Cork and you could see that that exceptionally that. Jack was whatever, but like you could see that they were a good team and that uh, um, they gelled well together. And um, as with all good teams, the guys that are top quality come to the top. And I suppose that happened then as Jack got older. Um, talking to his coaches that would have coached him, they said that Jack was always a guy that wanted to do the extras and and he wanted to. He was probably one of the first guys into the gym doing the SNC. And um, before before it was. Standard with SNC, we train the SNC with all our 16s, 15s, 16s upwards now at this stage. Jack was doing it when he was doing 15, 16s, and the club wasn't organising it. Um, so, so, so then he developed and he blossomed in the in the um, in the under 18 team that time, and in the grammar school senior cup team. You know, he 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 slotted in 10 and just took control, and you could see it. The, he was a bossy 10, and he was a cheeky 10. You know, sort of knows where he is at. He was always took the ball. Flatten the game line, and uh, always, always looking for, always looking for work, you know. So, and you told me a, a great story before. Uh, then you were talking there about the, the in the season barbecue, um, the awards night you had back in May, back in May. But rewind ten years ago, and Jack was one of the young fellas at the at that Brendan Rugby Club in the season awards night, and it was a a couple of, of big Munster names and current Irish. Well, one of the current Irish international was there. So, tell us that story again. That was, I suppose, the time that um, I suppose the club won the first All Ireland back about ten years ago. I think 20, 2013. and that 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 year that we won it was a special awards. Obviously, having won a Munster competition and All Ireland competition first first time in the club's history. Paul Barr would have been involved with us at the time, and uh, you know he 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 didn't own Peter Romani and Simon Zebo quite well, and uh, he invited Paul Peter Romani and, and Simon Zebo down to present the medals that day. And uh, obviously, you know, seeing these guys around the club, um, they were big heroes that time, and and still are big heroes as well. Like, but um, <clears throat> I remember talking to Jack then because Jack was invited to the same job for us this year himself and uh, um, Shane Daly. Shane Daly is uh, he's the son of our immediate past president Billy Daly, um, and the two of them were good enough to come down and give up their time. And um, uh, I remember slagging him saying, listen, lads, there's about two hours hard work here now, just suck it up. And next thing you suddenly dawned on him, he said, actually, Jack, do you remember 
when Paul Piromani and Simon Z were doing the same for you, and next thing it kind of suddenly resonated. Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I remember that. And next thing, suddenly thinking, well, he said, look, you're on that spot now. And it's just how the thing goes full circle, you know. I suppose then as well, like that, that's, um, that, 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 that probably makes it, you know, make, makes, makes it what effect we'll have in the club as well. In that, you know, all kids, they all dream of being the, the next Brian O'Driscoll or Ron O'Gar or Paul O'Connell or Johnny Sexton. And that's just the, the way it is, the nature of it. But no, the, 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 the young fellas, they can dream of being the next Jack Crowley, you know, the fella who started in Bandon and, playing the World Cup and I suppose what's easier about being the next Jack Crowley is that it's easier to identify him because he's a local guy. He's from uh, in a Shannon, he's played with Fan Rugby Club, has played with a has played with him thing, see him walking on the street. So it's easy to identify that hero worship. So the local aspect of it is very, very strong, you know. So that, that visibility, Dan, you're dead right. It, it's so key to this because those young boys and girls they can see Jack Crowley. You could almost touch Jack Crowley if, if he's in the club, you know, like he's he's very much a, a, a local person, a local man who came up through the, the ranks with with um with, with Brandon Rugby Club. And what I like about this story too is that Jack's family on both his mom and dad's side are so entrenched in the club, like kind of from, from his his father and his uncles and so on, and, and he and his brothers as well. So can you talk to us a small bit about almost the tradition of the Crowleys with with um, with Brandon Rugby Club? I suppose that's very strong as well, Kieran. Like I mean, you know, that like the Crowley and the, and the Burke Valley family on his mum's side, like they, they were very, very strong people within the town. They're, they're local people. They're living in a Shannon. They're, 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 their brothers and sisters are local people. They're living in, in a Shannon. You can see around the place. Um, and and um, um, I suppose within the club then, you have Jerry, who is Jack's brother. He's still playing with the junior team. Um, um, uh, his, his, his cousin, Matty, still playing with it. His, his, his cousin... Emily is very involved. She's 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 one of the main says of the, of the girls section and girls rugby is becoming very very important. And only for Emily and I've said this before. Only for Emily, uh, Coley and and uh, Emma Lovell, like we'd be struggling with a, with a girls section inside North Club, you know. So like, um, to see them and to see them, but like you know, same same old thing. Like I mean, Dr. Maria would pop in and they'd be seen. They'd be interested in seeing Jerry play just as seen as much as seen seen. Billy play with Connor or Jack play with Munster, you know. So you'd see them on a on a Sunday at the junior game just as easily you see them as a whatever, you know. So that's that's the great thing about it. And um 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 it's not their local family. So they're well known around the place and easy to talk to. Simple okay. humble people. One of, the, one of the great aspects about this story too, then, is just it's going to, for the next couple of weeks, it's going to shine a light on Brendan Rugby Club because obviously Jack, his profile is growing and growing and growing. He's six caps already. He's the, the first full international to come from, from Brendan Rugby Club. And like you said earlier, he's only 23. He's almost like he's at the start of his journey. Like he only, I was just checking there, he made his first senior appearance for Munster. It was January 2021. And look where he is now in about August, September 2023. He's come that far in such a short space of time. And we know that there's more. Yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So just to, just for the club, like I was touching it earlier, he must be so, so proud of what of the role that she played in Jack's story, but also that Jack is representing Brendan Rugby Club on, on such a huge stage. Yeah, but I I don't know. I haven't spoken to Jack, but I would imagine that Jack not only is proud to be representing Brandon, but in the Shannon in the greater West Cork area. That's the nature of him, you know. That's what he's like. He's fierce, proud, and and then um, uh, 
he would take it obviously you know that 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 he came through the ranks in Banner Rugby Club he came through Banner Grammar School and went down it happened really really quickly it happened very very quickly for him once it happened mm-hmm. you know like there was there was a time two years ago where Jack you know couldn't get a game within Munster um, and I think that once he was allowed to show his talent it was easy to pick him then but he just needed the opportunity that's the great thing about Jack as well is that um is that you know like it's going to have the G dream. You've got to seize the dream as well and seize the moment. And he seized the moment. He, 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 you know, there's that story about him bringing that my cat looking, what extra should he do and things like that. So he's not afraid to do it. He's not afraid to put himself in a shop window. And I think, you know, it is going to, to talk the talk, but he was able to walk the walk as well. And that's why he's getting what he totally deserves at this stage, you know. And, so. and finally, just, just, just on Jack again. Anyone who's met him, like he's like he's very confident in himself. He carries this inner confidence, but he's so he's so calm and cool, and he doesn't seem like he's phased by much. And was he always like that coming up along? Did he always get everything he destroyed? I don't know. I don't know. Like any any time that I knew Jack um, uh, as a young fella, he was always uh, um, um, he was always the same. Really, he was always the same. But as I said, when under pressure in a big game, he was always the go-to person. He was always the he was always the 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 the, the, the relaxed guy who was looking for work, who was looking to take it on, looking to see okay, we're in a bit of a hole. How do we how do we stop digging and get out of here and things like that? So yeah, absolutely, you know. So I think um I think I think I think you have to be if you're playing that position as well, Kieran. You know, small, yeah. but I think that you have to. I mean, you only get so many seconds on the ball. You got to deliver it. No point in frazzling and panicking it's either. And that's certainly not what he is like, you know. He's cool, relaxed, and uh, what's going on in his head, I don't know, but he certainly doesn't show it. Well, he's, he's doing all the right things at the moment. It's going to be Absolutely, yeah. a couple of weeks for Jack, but also an exciting couple of weeks for, for Brendan Rugby Club. So hope hope we soak it all in then and hope you enjoy it all. I will do. We will do. As I said, we're back um we're back training with the minis on, on, on Saturday. That's gonna be a big occasion for us. Um you asked as well about, you know, like Jack coming through the club. Jack came through the club, same as every other kid comes through the club. And from a club point of view, with safety, it's enjoyment and it's improvement. And giving the child to be, as 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 the well known saying, be, be the be the best possible uh, um, um, uh, example of yourself that you can be. And that's what the club is all about, really. And looking forward to seeing Jack wearing the green in uh, in France. And uh, no doubt uh, we'll be shouting him in the club and we'll be shouting him over there as well. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Dan. Regis, welcome back to West Cork. What's it like to be back in Bendon again? Uh, Thank you. I'm very proud and happy and I met a lot of people and saying like you, you know, welcome back. And this is uh, very positive for me because I, I feel the atmosphere, the positive atmosphere and everybody is motivated and it pushed me, you know, mm-hmm. in the right way with lot big motivation. I want to achieve it and to achieve something. And uh, so, yes, I'm happy uh, for it and proud to come back. Why did you, why did you decide to come back to, to Bandon? You're going to be involved with the rugby club and the grammar school again, but what, what brought you back here? I come back because I'm free, and uh, and I don't I don't want to 
to be involved at that moment, I think perhaps for, for the long time in the professional way, really in professional way, mostly in France. Um, and not motivated for it, you know, and not, no, I think my philosophy, my personality is not good enough for the this system or something like that, you know, the professional, like in France. And so I don't want to be involved there. And uh, I, I, I came back in France for Toulouse and something I need to have to, to achieve something in, in London and in the club, in the school and in my mind, in my heart, in my body. I, I knew that I will come back because I come back in Toulouse and so I need to come back to, to finish my plan and the objectives and to achieve what we want to achieve before. I don't know when mm-hmm. uh, but I will I will do the maximum to do it and mostly uh, enjoy the life here with my family. I have a lot of friends and like like I said at the start, I receive a lot of good vibration or positive, you know, and everybody is happy and very happy. And so I come back because it's my Westcott family and I'm a Westcott man, like I said, and it's special for me. So I achieved some things in France with others, but here I need to come back for it and to help if I can, or to try to help and to to do something with my family, Westcott family. It's it's great to have you back in West Cork, and Brandon Roby is delighted to have you back too. When you were here the first time, you got to know Jack Crowley. He was um he was in school in Bandon Grammar School. What stood out for you? What made him so special? Jack, it's a special prayer, and uh, the start and the st- the story is beautiful because we start in fact together. Because when I came, they say to me, "Okay, take the Bowen team." And the war team was the first years in the school, transition year, and he was in transition year, fourth year, and he was here with others, you know. So I start with him, with others, with that team, you know, and we grow together, in fact. And so we have a very good connection, and mostly he played with Bandon Rugby Club. So I cross him a lot because he plays with under 16, after under 18, he was all island champion with under 18. And in fact, he was. The, not my team, but it was the team where I was involved, you know, and I was coach with them. So we have very good connection. And Jack was a special guy because like a captain and something happened with him, but he worked. And we start, I start with him, but never at that moment, I didn't f- thought that he will be now in that stage, you know, in the World Cup with Ireland. But in fact, now, with my with the feedback and the, the experience. He was special in mentality, hard worker, a very good example for the lads, for the team, you know. And like saying my, my son, it's a clutch player player. So <laughs> with the Bowen and the under 18, he won some games. And I, I saw that with the monster, he won some games, him with a very good decision and at the end of the game. So he is special in the mentality, is very hard, very strong, very strong. So he's special and I'm proud to, to, to cross him in my way, in my life, like a coach. And here everybody is proud too. What do you think makes Jack so good? Because 
His rise has been incredible. He made his senior debut with Munster in January 2021. Two years later, he's now going to a World Cup with Ireland. It's it's incredible. It's crazy. And uh, no fear. <laughs> Uh, you know, and very confident mm-hmm. on his, you know, what he's doing. He knows that the when the job, you know, when you work hard, one time you you have to receive you receive positives, you know. So this is in education for me is very good because hard worker receive all the time fruit of the job what you did before. So. He is on the way. He know he's confident. He know if he he work well, train hard like that, something could could happen. And uh, I saw the the new papers last week like that. He say why not? You know, and why not? Yeah, why not? We try. It's a life, you know. You have to. And he, I think it is he is in that way. No no limit. He try. And if he can't achieve it, if he did the maximum, okay, I accept it. And I think it's this is his mentality. So I love it. You know. Because he could, it's after on the game in the pitch is the same, taking initiative, you know, to win like that, watching with intelligence, with smart, to be smart. It's something sort of happen with him like that, you know. So just take initiative, try, why not? And after we'll see at the end. And in fact, it's a success for him. How good can Jack be? How high can he go? I don't know. We don't know because when, like I say, I start with him. In August, like with the Bowen, he was a very good player, but never I thought that he could be at that stage now. And now I don't know. Because all the steps, you know, some some players, okay, with Bowen, is good player. But when he go with senior, okay, one of the best players. And when he go, he grow with the team and the level, they're still here. They're still alive, you know, they're still... And, uh, and some, some lads are like that. With more the level... Grow uh, or is up more they are you no know, in the in the standards. So we don't know, but I hope it's you it will be the next ten uh, the next ten for Ireland for a long time. It's going to be an exciting few weeks. The, the Rugby World Cup kicks off very soon. What's your thoughts on the World Cup? Who are the teams to watch? Uh, I think New uh, New Zealand, France. Normal and Ireland. Uh, after the last time, uh, South Africa uh, very very strong, you know, and no, they are working on this all, you know, like that, and uh, the shadow, and uh, they are strong. The last game against New Zealand is huge for them, you know. After New Zealand could be okay, bad, but we don't speak really. A lot about South Africa and South Africa is difficult. After no, the four teams for me it's Ireland, France, New Zealand, and South Africa. After we don't know, you know, some surprise could come. And there's there's some big games on the way. All those four teams are on the same side of the draw, so we're going to get some some huge yeah. games. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you feel, Regis, that, that Ireland can make an impact at this World Cup? We've never got beyond the quarterfinal. Have we the team? Have we the players to do it this time? After the, the World Cup, I don't know. It's totally different, you know, and the starts are very important or, and the confidence like that. But I feel it's a good team and the spirit of the team is strong and the confidence is strong, you know, and I know that the structure of the game is very 
strong and they are, you know, and you feel they are not really good like the last, you know, the last game. Okay, they know and they win. All the time they win. So it's very important. After, effectively, psychologically, the quarterfinal, it's it's a gap. It's a cap for for the for the team and the the, the island people, you know, because everybody say quarterfinal, quarterfinal. Yeah. After it's two more, you know, to win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good, good. I think they are ready to to be in the minimum in the semi-final because lot it's a, and the team is not only 15 players now with Jack like that. You know, you have 20, 25 players ready to play in the high level and they not change really the level of the team. This is, is very important in the competition like a World Cup too. A very exciting few weeks ahead, Regis. And if it's an Ireland-France semi-final, we'll get you back on the podcast for, for, for a chat. But thank you so much for now and welcome back to West Cork again. Thank you. Thanks a million. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. And welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast again. And Kieran, it's time to take a look ahead at what's going to be in this week's Southern Star Sport. And I want to flag, I usually let you do it, but first of all, I want to flag a specific photo that's in this week's edition because we heard a lot there from both uh, Dan and Regis about the influence that Jack Hurley can have and how he can be an inspiration to, to younger people in West Cork who want to be play rugby. Where there's a great photo of a young Jack Crowley be, being inspired himself in this week's star. Oh, this is a brilliant photo. And I, I won't keep our listeners too long on this, but I heard about this photo a couple of months back chatting to Dan Murphy that it was um, at an end of season Bandon Rugby Club bar, um, barbecue and awards night back in what, 10 years ago now that a young Jack Crowley met Simon Zebo and Peter Mahoney. And I was like, I need to get this photo. Who has this photo? Will somebody please get me this photo? And uh, the, the search went on. And in fairness to the Bandon Rugby Club and also thanks to Jack's father, Faulkner, who I met at a West Cork Sports Star Monthly Award for Jack a couple of months ago. I was saying to Faulkner as well, I said, I need to get my hands on this photo. And they came up trumps on Tuesday I got the photo, landed it in my my inbox. It was taken by Damien Healy of of Bandon Rugby Club. So huge, huge thanks for him. And I think it's a very important photo, Dylan, because it shows a young Jack Crowley shaking the hand of Simon Zebo, who was then a Munster star, and Peter Mahoney and, and Dennis Hurley are, are flanked either side. And it's almost that what we talked about earlier that and then Murphy kind of said it about that hero worship as in Jack Crowley looked up to, to, to the likes of Zebo and Peter Mahoney and he wanted to follow in their footsteps and look where he is now 10 years later and we'd have young kids young boys and girls in West Cork meeting Jack Crowley they, they, they'd have met him already they'd have their photos taken with him but who's to say that they won't be in that same position in 10 years time representing Ireland and the, the Women's World Cup or, or the Men's World Cup so it's a it's a brilliant photo because it just shows the journey that the Jack has been on. So that's well worth checking out in Thursday's Southern Star. And we've had loads more beside it. Just sticking on the rugby team for a second. My last word column is about Gavin Coombs. And the headline is, what more must Gavin do? So what this is about is Gavin was cut from the Ireland rugby squad there what, nearly two weeks ago now. So he obviously didn't make selection for the Rugby World Cup. 
But Gavin is coming off the back of a string of really impressive seasons. Um, but he just cannot get that chance with Ireland to show what he can do. So I caught up with Alan Quinlan, the former Munster and Ireland rugby player, just to chat about this, just to see what can Gavin do to just to get that break with Ireland. So that column is well worth checking out. And we have loads more beside it. Um, we mentioned the World Rowing Championships are starting on Sunday. And what I've done is I've had a look at a lot of the notable notable skibbereen moments with the World Championships over the years. So it starts off at Nula Lupton back in 1975. She was the first skibbereen rower ever to row at the World Championships. Um, what's that now? That's 48 years ago. Jesus, that's... um. You know, Anula is rowing royalty, so I go from there all the way through to now. So that again, that's well worth sourcing out. We also have, have a lovely piece by Matthew Hurley and how Fiona Keating and Saoirse McCarthy are keeping and putting Corsi Rovers Camogie on the map. Then Matthew got up with Christine O'Neill, of course, to chat about Fiona and Saoirse. One of our feature matches this week was the Cork Ladies um, Junior A Football Championship West Cork Derby between O'Donovan Rasa and Bantry Blue. So we have a full page on that as a rampant Rosses. I think they sent out a statement of intent to the rest of the championship that they are that they are a team to watch. We also have a preview of um, Inneskeen and Courses are playing in the Senior Camogie Championship this week. Also, Dylan, I want to flag a, an important story that we have in Torres' Southern Star, and it's about Bantry GA Club. They're highlighting as their, their serious concerns with the disciplinary process after an under underage incident in a game back in September 2021. I'm not going to say too much about the story. Our listeners can check it out in Torres' Southern Star, which you can obviously get in shops or online. But this is an incident that happened in an under-17 game between Bantry Blues and Napier Sig that left a Bantry, a then 16-year-old Bantry player injured. And it's Bantry Blues are just frustrated with the dis- disciplinary process and what happened after that and the sanctions imposed, how the process the process unfolded how long it took and um, so it's a it's a, it's a story i think that our listeners it's, it's an important local story and our, our listeners should get their hands in the southern star to to read that and they can make their own conclusions from it Um, also plenty going on in terms of west cork soccer Jeremy mccarty has his preview of of the west cork league we have the next All Ireland Road Bowling series is on in Waterford this weekend, and we've a we've local in, interest there too. So there is something for everyone in this Thursday Southern Star, whether it's athletics or road bowling or tag rugby, you name it, we have it. So well worth checking out. Packed as always, and all that will be available in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning. And as always, if you're further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week, along with full access to all the premium articles on our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.